Hallelujah and blessings to each and everyone listening in today. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Let us all confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts the meditation of the week from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Amen. This week's message is from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, just one verse. I'll go ahead and read it. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for giving us your word today. May the Holy Spirit anoint each and everyone hearing your message today. Receive your spirit of wisdom, understanding, and revelation. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen. This week's message title is The Age of Apostasy by the Church with All Kinds of Heretic Doctrines by the Corrupted Words of God. Apostle Paul testified a very mysterious message to the saints in Ephesus. When Jesus died and was buried, he went down to he went down all the way to hell, the lower part of the earth. And upon his ascension, he took many of the Old Testament saints who were held captive in the bosom of Abraham with them. 
he also testified that he gave the gifts of Christ for the saints who will remain on earth in the body of Christ, which is the church of God. He testified that the reason for giving these gifts was that all of the saints would attain the unity of faith and the unity of the knowledge of knowing the Son of God, and that he would become a perfect man unto the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ. Apostle Paul then encouraged the members of the church in Ephesus who had heard all the words of God through prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He also said, since then, they are no longer children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and want to deceive. He also asked them, speaking the truth in love, and they may grow unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now we need to know for sure what spiritual deceptions and cunning craftiness are overflowing in these days. When Apostle Paul spoke of these things, he warned against being carried about with every wind of doctrine. We need to know what sorts of false doctrines and numerous heresies are corrupting the Christian world and what their roots are. Apostle Paul certainly testified to the members of the Corinthian church. He said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God. In the sight of God speak we in Christ. Through Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit testified in advance, knowing that not only at that time, but also in this very age in which we live, many have and still are taking profits by corrupting the word of God and spreading all sorts of heresy or heretic doctrines. We need to realize that God wrote only one Bible through the people inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is also important to know that God is not one that revises, corrects, or destroys the Bible that once spoken. God planned to let his servants write his word with inspiration and to give only one Bible to the world. God had the German Luther Bible to be translated into English. This is the English King James Bible, published in the year 1611 during the time of King James of England. God gave authority to this Bible to be the authorized version. God also had the English King James Bible distributed all over the world during the time of Queen Victoria of England. In addition, the English King James Bible had been translated 
into numerous languages. For this reason, God blessed England to become a country where the sun never sets. In the era of the Philadelphia Church, God allowed missionaries such as David Livingstone, Hudson Taylor, Jonathan Goforth, Adoniram Judson, and others preach the gospel to the whole world using the King James Bible. However, Satan, through the use of his church, the Roman Catholic Church, brutally tortured and burned the people who possessed or read the King James Bible, which was the only Bible at that time. Among them, John Wycliffe was not was he not only burned, but his remains were pulled from his grave and were burned again the second time. To commemorate this man, Wycliffe USA was established. Now the Wycliffe missionaries developed alphabets, helped preliterate people, learned to read and write, and translate the Bible into written versions of currently spoken languages. From 1611 to 1884, there had been only one Bible, the King James Bible. And for 273 years, the gospel of Christ's grace, as well as the knowledge of the truth, had been spread throughout the world. However, the Roman Catholic Church, which could no longer persecute Christians since the Middle Ages, now they became that old serpent They came to the Garden of Eden in the old days who changed the word of God to tempt Adam and Eve. They went into the underground and corrupted the King James Bible in 1884. The revised version of the Bible was created by their craftiness and in 1901 they published the American Standard Version, corrupting the King James Bible. Since then, more than 250 English language Bibles have been corrupted, and all sorts of heretical doctrines have overflowed into the Christian world. Western missionaries came to Korea, and they preached the Word of God through the King James Bible. Now, there was no Korean version of King James Bible at that time. The only version available was unfortunately based on Chinese language Bible that was translated from the English revised version, which was then translated into Korean language based on Chinese. Then, the Korean Bible Society announced that it would use revised Bible for a short period of time. But when the King James Bible was available in Korean, which was published in 1994, it was severely persecuted by the Korean Christian Society, just as the King James Bible was persecuted by the Catholic Church of the Middle Ages. The Puritans, who went to the United States, brought the English King James Bible to preach the gospel. But since the Roman Catholic Church corrupted the King James Bible to publish the well-known American Standard Version of the Bible, 
America has been flooded with hundreds of corrupted Bibles, such as NIV, NASV, and so on. The American Standard Version specified Jesus as a creature instead of creator in the footnote. Satan's servants who made the corrupted Bibles have been working to destroy the divinity of Jesus and also corrupt the doctrine of salvation. Now here's something we need to take seriously and move forward. Among the words many Christians ask, why claim, why claim the King James Bible the only true word of God? In particular, among the words of American Christians and pastors, there is a unique, cynical question, King James Bible onlyism? Now we can answer these claims very clearly. Originally there was only one Bible in the year 1611, the King James Bible. But ever since Roman Catholic corrupted the King James Bible to print revised version after 273 years, the King James Bible looks like one of them. It just looks like one of them. It is very important to know that God is not the one that changes or revises or corrupts the Bible that was spoken by him. The idea that God wants to revise his words, once only spoken once, by him is truly blasphemy. I want to look at three places in the King James Bible that warns about adding or subtracting to and from the Word of God. First in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2 it says this, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. That's first warning. Second in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 6, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. That's two. Third one and the final one, found in Revelation chapter 22, the last chapter, verses 18 and 19. He says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And, if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of the book of life. And out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. I don't know, some Christians are just plain ignorant. This is directly direct warning, three warnings, if you will, from God himself. Okay, moving on. Upon, upon his departure, departure as in 
This is the last goodbye from Apostle Paul. He left a very important message unto Pastor Timothy. He said this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 5. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. We turn to uh, a lot of the Christian TV channels. We can see a lot of sweet-talking, charismatic preachers on TV, do we not? Preaching out the gospel of prosperity like we mentioned last week. Now, the saddest thing in the end times these days, which is today, is to see wholesome Bible doctrines disappearing and being replaced by doctrines of many denominations of churches. This is normal, this is natural, since only one Bible has been replaced by hundreds of corrupted Bibles. Apostle Paul testified of what the Bible contains. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. However, the word doctrine was deleted in the Korean Revised Version translated from English Revised Version, which was corrupted by Catholics in 1884. You know, the devil doesn't change the entire Bible, not every word of it, it's just one or two here and there. Collectively, it's many. He twists the original. This is why we have to wear the whole armor of God, which is knowing the word of truth, the entire Bible from front to back. So that we're not deceived. That we don't take God's word and be confused not only confused, but take um, take it the wrong way. Living in the end times, we find that most churches are not able to endure even the most basic doctrine of salvation, but now they're united with WCC, WEA, and NCCK to, to deny the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only way, the truth, and the life. Basically, what these denominations are doing is they're agreeing to other religions that there is salvation other than Jesus Christ. No. Nobody died on the cross. 
spilled his blood for our sins. You ask anybody in their religion, nobody can come up with an answer other than Jesus Christ. So that's part of apostasy, which is happening these days, more so than ever. Proclaiming and agreeing with other religions that there is salvation other than Jesus Christ. There are Christian churches that agree with that. That is so wrong. If your church is agreeing with this, if you're attending that kind of church, there is still hope and time for you. Get out. Because you're, you're going the wrong way. Looking at what has been done, Apostle Paul gave us very important warning that is coming real soon, just before the day of Christ, which is the day of rapture. His warning is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, that's apostasy, and that man of sin be revealed, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Before we close out today's message, I have a question for you. Have you been saved? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you have sins? I'm going to tell you this. Everybody that has not received Jesus Christ is a sinner. I don't care how clean you are. doesn't matter if you stole two pennies or never stole any money, everybody is a sinner. So if you have sins, where are you going to, where, where are you headed if you die today? The Bible says a sinner will die in his or her sins and will go to hell. However, the faithful and true Lord Jesus Christ loves you. And if you wholeheartedly repent for not believing in the gospel of Christ, by his grace, you'll receive salvation of your soul. Now, first we must know what the gospel is, which is this, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And now that you've heard the gospel of Christ, must confess and believe the gospel. According to Romans uh, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, 
the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath, God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now guys, I'm not telling you to get religious. The salvation from Jesus is one-on-one -on -one personal relationship. That's between you and him. Hell is a real place. And Jesus definitely don't want you ending up there. The punishment or judgment is same whether you deny his blood atonement or you make an excuse of saying, Oh, I didn't know. I've never heard of gospel of Christ. Everybody has a chance or had a chance. For past 2,000 years, since death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, everybody has a chance of hearing his gospel. There's no excuse. In today's pandemic crazed world, obviously it's getting worse day by day, right? Your only way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ. No ands and ifs and buts. Will you receive him today? But you must invite the Lord Jesus Christ to enter your heart. We'll do the sinner's prayer together, but this is your prayer. You can pause it, you can slow it down or go back on the track, or you can write it down and follow along. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time. If today was your first time ever hearing the gospel of Christ, God bless you. Please share this message among your friends and family members who have not yet received Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you again and may the grace and truth of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus be with you all. Amen. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at WGMI.org. More episodes can also be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on TuneIn Radio app by typing WGM Church in the search field.